0: Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to this Irish Tech News Podcast. Today I'm talking with Kevin Bambury, the co-founder of OncoAssist. How are you doing, Kevin?
1: Hey, how's it going, Ronan?
0: Great, thanks. Tell me a bit about your background.
1: Um, so my background, originally I studied a BA in University College Cork, um, and I followed that up with a postgrad in management and marketing, and I spent a bit of time working in a bank, an Irish AIB bank in Dublin in brand management and marketing, but um, I found it not too enjoyable, so I left and moved to Spain, probably won my ticket, and um, started teaching English, and from there I got interested in programming and I started building websites that night. Um and ended up actually getting uh working in a, a startup up in Spain. Um uh, it was a social network for over fifties. And you know, I, I enjoyed it so much. I went went back and studied um, a masters in, in e commerce in University College Cork and from there um you know, I, I, I went and started OncoAssist. Assist.
0: So how did OncoAssist start? And what does it do?
1: So OncoAssist started it yeah. Um, it started with a conversation between myself, um, my brother Richard Bambury, uh, who's who was a trainee medical oncologist in Cork University Hospital at the time, and my co-founder Ono Kerr. And um, you know, Richie was working in CUH, and you know he was he was telling us about the um, the challenges he was having getting access to a computer and getting access to the data and the information he needed to make uh, decisions on a daily basis as an oncologist. There was an oncology trainee at the time, and you know, from that, myself and Owen were doing our masters, and we had a, a final year project to do, um, which was t- t- the development of a business plan and, and you know, a, a prototype app. Um, so we began working on that, um, uh, and from there, oncosis grew, and based on that that problem that Richie identified, and, and has worked with us on, on ever since.
0: And what does it do and how does it work? Uh, what does on, 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 uh, Oncocast actually, actually do?
1: Um, so what Oncocast does is it brings all of the key decision support information and tools um, into one platform for oncology HDPs to use on a daily basis. So that's everything from you know calculators that help with dosing to prognostic algorithms Tools to help grade side effects or grade, um, you know, grade tumors. And um, so it has a lot of different tools and information that oncologists use on a daily basis. Other other content that we have includes news. You know, it's very important for oncology professionals to be up to date with the latest news and information in their field, and we integrate that content as well and make it available in a user-friendly format.
0: And does it work with all cancers?
1: Yeah, it does. It works, you know, across the spectrum. We've we've you know adaptive content across oncology. Some tumor sites were more um you know, we've more content than others, but we, we our model is that we work with the our community of users and get feedback about what new tools and content to add. That's good.
0: And uh, how many countries is it in?
1: It's available globally. We have users in 176 countries, um, so we have users around the world, and we see a lot of usage in, you know, low resource settings. Um, you know, we have huge user base in countries like India, and um, Pakistan, and Brazil, uh, and throughout Latin America.
0: And uh, what about North America? Is it in there as well?
1: Yes, it's in. It's in um, we got to go ahead and the FDA. Around February last year, to um, to market closest in the US, so yeah, it's available in, in the US as well. And obviously,
0: I'm guessing it's going to be a big. You use a lot in Ireland as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have about fifty percent of oncology HCPs as active users in in, in Ireland.
0: That's uh, that's that's good to hear that it's been. Uh, and does HSC have they got any uh, giving feedback on this product, or are they recommending it?
1: Um, so the HSC, we, we've worked with them on the development of a, um, a clinical trial search engine. So we partnered with them and Cancer Trials Ireland yeah. um, to develop a search engine to help uh, clinicians search for trials that are available for their patients and to kind of facilitate that process and make it more streamlined.
0: That's good. And uh, why should doctors be use OncoAssist?
1: Um. I think there's three key reasons. First, it's CE-approved. So, you know, it's classified as a medical device and, you know, and it's regulated by the HPRA, which is the Irish Health Products Regulatory Authority. And we're the only oncology app on the market to have that, that approval. Um, second, it's, you know, for those working in oncology, we have a of content specific to oncology healthcare professionals that other apps don't have. Um, you know, we're very much focused on oncology where a lot of apps on the market are general medical. We're oncology-specific. And finally, we're always innovating and improving. You know, I mentioned our community of users, and we're constantly getting feedback from them and adding new tools and content based on their needs.
0: And is your app, does it work on a, is it a web-based or is it a work on like um, uh, smartphones?
1: It works, you know, across all three. So it works iPads, um, you know, it's iOS, Android, and desktop. So, you know, it works on any device use. That people have
0: yeah and which which uh which of these three are you seeing the most easy to
1: uh ios is probably the most popular um and it, again it depends on the part of the world uh we see you know maybe around 55 percent ios and then 45 percent android globally yeah and um, but then in you know countries like uk and ireland the majority of our users would be ios users
0: yeah that that's interesting to find because i'm just wondering now with uh but certain uh, Android devices now no, no longer been uh, officially recommended, like Huawei, for example. You might see more push towards uh, iOS because of that.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, it is. You know, it is something we always have to keep an eye on what's coming down the line. You know, and and I think that's been. Um, I think we might see more of a drive to iOS in the next few years.
0: Yeah, well, I guess the mum because you said you, you, your app can tell you uh, tell users what's happening, uh, latest news in the in the area of different forms of cancer treatment, etc. I'm assuming you're keeping an eye on basically with the, with devices. Which devices are going to be are going to be as popular in the years to come? So you prepare for that as well. Do
1: um, you mean like which new f- new? Treatments are coming online, is, is
0: it? Or well, like like you said, you said that when you've got, for example, uh, you're telling all the doctors, et cetera, that what's coming down the line, that you, you're you keeping abreast of things uh, to do with the latest treatments, et cetera. I'm assuming that, likewise, you're doing the exact same when it comes to devices that can use your app. You might know the Oh, yeah. Device. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're, we're always
1: keeping an eye out on... Um you know what's the latest trends like the apple watch now seems to be getting more and more traction um and wearables in general so you know we're always asking ourselves how can we leverage this new technology to help us you know further innovate and you know help improve quality of patient care globally
0: and have you got a you yourselves working out with, with, with wearable devices like an apple watch for example or a samsung gear watch
1: we well i i actually have a a Me FitBand, yeah, um, which I find very useful. Um, and I know Owen has a Apple Watch, and um, we haven't done anything with them yet. But we're trying to, you know, we are exploring um, moving into developing a patient-facing app. Yeah. So, you know, th- this would help clinicians manage patients outside of the hospital and help patients self-manage um, and understand their, their their disease area better. Um, and we would think about how wearables could fit into that whole, you know, spectrum of, of, of new opportunity.
0: Yeah, cause I remember a few years ago when Apple first announced, announced their Apple Watch. I think the university called Hospital in London did a, did a trial with certain of their patients where they gave them the Apple Watch and set up that it, it could tell the patient when to take their certain medications and also keep and, uh, keep tracking them and also send back data to the doctor's. So the doctors would know mm-hmm. then and there if, if the patient basically has a relapse or isn't responding to certain drugs, and they can call them back in, which is the thing is going to be, in the years to come, wearables are going to be a, a boon for doing that.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's, going to, it's a huge growth area, um, and it's something we're definitely keeping a, an eye on. And
0: for me, the thing about it is, if you get a wearable device, you can more or less feel like a hustle, bed and go home, and it uh, will keep an eye on you. And if anything goes wrong, you can let your doctor know. Whereas if you're in a hospital and and you're fine, why would you take up a free a, a bed? You mightn't really
1: need. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah, because I've seen that, and I know that in Ireland, one of the biggest problems we have here is uh, is uh, finding beds. And if you can have it such a way that somebody who's got an illness, but you know, basically they they can be monitored. Anywhere, which what a wearable device can do, it means that you can give their bed to somebody else and you don't have to worry about that.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, there's huge, huge opportunities in that space. There's huge, you know, potential for efficiency gains um, in the healthcare system. Yeah,
0: because I remember when the smart devices first came out, I I just, at first it came out, I thought it was just a gimmick. But if I'd not watched for the past year, and it's not a gimmick, it's actually it's actually a very very good device. And uh, if somebody has any health issues, I'd, I'd certainly recommend getting a, a smartwatch that that is geared towards looking after your health and making sure you're uh, that you health wise you're going to be okay. They're worth having in the long term.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, you you have an Apple watch.
0: I do. I've had it for about a year. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And you use it just for healthcare stuff, or do you use it for? But, um, Mainly healthcare. Go ahead. Mainly healthcare. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. But uh, I was yeah, reviewing I a, a, a competitor's watch last year and I uh, got a chance to review it for a month, and it was a great watch. But the problem I found it was that uh, any notification that appeared on my phone would appear in the watch because it was more geared towards Android, so you couldn't pick and choose what appeared. Notifications would would, would, would appear in the watch, which I didn't like. Whereas no. Android, you, you can customize it. So after the month I did a review of it, although it was pretty good, then I sent it back and then uh, I was told I could buy it for a certain uh, price, I think it's €340 Euros or whatever, and I and well, for, for 30 years or more, I can get an Apple Watch and it'll do it'll do everything it wants it to do and it'll be tailored towards, I can guarantee it fits in with my, well I'm all Apple anyway, so it fits in with my Apple, Apple devices, but also it fits mm. uh, any notifications that come through, I can pick and choose what comes through. And health wise, it'll like the great thing is it nags you about drinking more water. So it'll tell you you're not drinking enough water and it'll remind you to drink water. And if you don't drink it, I come up with a picture of a bottle of skull and crossbones telling you to drink water. Or I might tell you, for uh-huh. to stand up because you're sitting down too much.
1: Mm.
0: And every hour yeah. I'll get a notification saying stand, stand up for a minute because they say sitting down is a new cancer. So I'll do that. Or might tell me like uh, mindfulness. I should be breathing in and out for a minute. Different things, which before I wouldn't have thought of, but now once I've been using it, I, I, I can see the use of it. And somebody with a very very serious health issue, these things can be reached really on. Especially if they integrate with one app you have, that the patients get to see a certain part of, of what you guys do and doctors the other side, both linking together. So yeah. we, that's where I think been, that's where I think it's going to be the next big. Uh, uh, boom in health, in uh, healthcare is when you got uh, apps that are designed to work too. Uh, one one side like your app, one side will work for doctors only and oncologists, another side will work for patients provided they've got a smartwatch. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I a hundred percent agree. I like think yeah. you know, I, I think it's gonna be a big boom area. Yeah. yeah. And there's actually a lot of clinical evidence out there to support that as well. There was a big uh, paper published in the last ASCO last year, which is the big um, oncology te- conference globally every year, um, about a trial done in MSKCC and the and the, the, the improvements in patients' lives, you know, the, was 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 dramatic as a result of these these wearables and and um, you know the, the the patient working with the clinician out of the hospital.
0: Yeah, because the, I guess the one thing is, if you're somebody, uh, say, you person who lives alone. People are going to worry are you going to be okay how, how you survive, but if you've got a, a smartwatch, that means your your health is always checking for example, like a, like an you know, that watch, it can tell you if your heart if your heart rate goes over a certain way and it'll, it'll warn you and I might say either you do something too strenuous or there's an issue going on, which is great, so people don't', don't, don't to worry that you're living alone, especially if you're like an older person and you're living on your own. People that don't to worry about coming in and seeing every day. Then they know that, because you got a smartwatch on, it's able to basically uh, let people know if you're in or not out. Yeah, yeah.
1: You see what I mean? There's, there's, yeah, yeah. There's there's a, there's a huge use case there um, across the healthcare spectrum.
0: Yeah. And where do you see yourselves going in the next five years?
1: Um, in the next five years. You know, our focus is on, you know, further developing OncoAssist based on our community's needs. So a lot of that is, you know, adding more tools and content based on uh, what they ask for. Uh, That that could be algorithms or or calculators. Also, um, looking to further develop our tools. You know, we've talked a lot about, you know, the patient-facing side of things. Um, So a patient-facing app, which integrates with OncoAssist, is a key part of our roadmap. And also um, the opportunity to develop, or the opportunity for clinicians to save patient data uh, and to store it within a cloud-based server in a you know a compliant manner, um, is also a key part of a roadmap.
0: Yeah, and uh, I guess obviously it's uh, as you, as new uh, products come, through, like as as the, uh, smartwatches develop, and smartphones develop as well, and tablets develop, you're able to. Uh, Predict that and actually uh, use that new technology to further enhance your products.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, Google came out with a new health cloud suite there recently, um, and that, I think that that open up a lot of doors for us. Yeah, um, and also keeping an eye on what new, as you mentioned, what new, um, what new technology or new hardware is on the market, and, and using that and leveraging it to further innovate.
0: And I, I guess basically. Uh, uh, I guess you're always uh, keeping an eye on nature like I know that last year with, a- with the Apple Watch they introduced the uh, ECG in it and you're probably thinking what um, are they going to introduce this year that's going to be important for us as well
1: yeah yeah that's, that was a big big, and it got FDA approval so yeah, yeah that was a big one um, you know I, I, if you look at Apple's website they're more and more hiring medical device specialists so I think they are they see the big use case for the Apple Watch as healthcare yeah. Um so I think it's going to be very exciting times yeah. in the next because
0: when I first saw the, uh, smart smartwatches I didn't see them as a health care app I just saw them as just just a gimmick for fanboys to have or nerds to have and then when yeah. I got one I could see the why you should have one mm.
1: I I was the same you know I I I don't I don't you know I, I get enough emails and I hear enough blings on my phone I don't need them on my wrist as well <laughs> you know yeah. so I uh, I was the exact same. I was struggling to see a reason for it for
0: a while, but no, I certainly do. Yeah, and the thing is, the, the moment you actually wear a watch, and then and then you see why you need it. Because before I thought, oh, yeah, I don't need it, I don't need this, it. no, it's no big deal. And the moment you get it, it's basically, it can be a, it can be a, a lifesaver in some, certain ways.
1: For sure, definitely, yeah.
0: Because I've heard of people that uh, have, have had them, and it's, it's like one person in particular... It predicted basically in a regular heartbeat with the with the ECG and his life was saved. But I'm thinking long term, when we go back to ecology, it's going to be a long term. There's going to be new ways that it, it, it can use to help cancer patients and ecologists work together. So rather than having to have the patient come in uh, to uh, do a test or results, if you can get some of these tests done uh, via, via the, uh, the smartwatch, it saves them a, a, a lot of time as well.
1: Yeah, that's 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 definitely and, and like even reporting on a regular basis. Yeah. you know, um there's a a, um, a term in oncology called electronic patient reported outcomes. So, you know, if there's ongoing feedback going from the patient to the clinician. They get they have more information to make decisions on. Yeah, um, they, yeah I can imagine that.
0: In I'm between visits, yeah, if they're doing like they if they if they're monitoring somebody who's got a serious, basic cancer and they got a Day-to-day, they're monitoring. And if someone's on watch and wait, and they're not sure when they're going to start your treatment, if the person's going to a and watch, they can tell them exactly when, roughly within a couple of days, when they're going to start the treatment. We should start it now. We can't wait any longer, which is nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, 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 that's definitely, yeah. And, in, you know, even reporting on pain and, you know, side effects while on treatment, that, again, helps the clinician... Helps the you know helps for research purposes. It it, it does an awful lot. You know, there's an off there's a lot of gaps there if you think about it at the moment because patients don't see the doctor. You know, for maybe once every fortnight or once every month. Yeah. Um, in between that time, it's it's the feedback is limited, and you know a lot of the, the visits may might be only twenty minutes, so it's hard to kind of.
0: Yeah, and in some cases. It, uh, you don't need to see them for that long anyway. In some cases, basically 20 minutes to, to a doctor is a lifetime. In that they need yeah, it. Yeah. Every, every, every minute they get, yeah. they need it. it they, have, they can't afford to, uh, to waste time. And if they can only use it, so they can only see patients that need to see urgently, that that frees up their time as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. definitely. And, it's, it's, that's what it's all about, I mean, especially with an aging population, you know, um, diseases. You know, and the improvement in the healthcare system, people are going to live longer, so there's going to be a need for more um, tools to manage patients out of the hospital like this.
0: Yeah. I, I guess so. And I mean, I, I've seen over the years how technology, like, like 30 40 years ago, the technology we're using now wasn't available, and if it was available, you couldn't afford it. Whereas nowadays, it's it's easily affordable, and all it needs is an average watch an average smartphone and you're good to go as a, as a very patient true. whereas 20 years ago that wasn't the case
1: that's true that's very true
0: anything else you want to add to the podcast? Um, no that's,
1: that's everything that's, that's, I think that's um, everything from my end anyway
0: alright thanks so much for that and uh, have, a great, have
1: a great day Kevin thanks yeah you too Ron and thanks very much